What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And of course, as always, you can download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to talk about a topic that I get really excited about and had to kind of had to figure out on my own without a lot of guidance. I'm glad to bring this guest here to talk about this topic today for you, but we're going to be talking about how to market your WordPress plugin. And joining us for that conversation, I'd like to welcome Bridget Willard. Bridget, welcome to Press This. Thanks for having me, David. So glad to have you here. And, and Bridget is particularly well positioned to talk about this topic. She's the author of a book titled How to Market Your Plugin. Very convenient for the title of this po- podcast, Bridget. Uh, but what Bridget's going to walk us through is, you know, h- about her thoughts on the most effective strategies for marketing WordPress plugins. And I think if you've been in WordPress for a while and you've seen the success of commercial plugins or maybe um, kind of free plugins, maybe with a commercial angle, you might think, hey, maybe that's for me. Or maybe you run a freelancer agency business and you're thinking of ways to kind of augment the, the revenue of your business, um, but it becomes kind of this attractive path for developers in the WordPress um, sphere. And so really wanted to dig in in this episode and dive into the strategies. Bridget, I asked the same question of every guest. I'm gonna ask it of you as well. Briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? So I signed up for WordPress.com in 2007, uh, the same time I signed up for Twitter.com from listening to Leah Laporte of MacBreak Weekly. Um, I went to my first WordCamp in 2013 
and started marketing WordPress plugins in June of 2015. Oh, wow. So this would be a little over six years for marketing uh, WordPress plugins, but it sounds like your first foray into WordPress was back in 2007. Yeah. This would have been right around the time when widgets and short codes were introduced into WordPress. Was that functionality in WordPress on your radar back then, or were you mainly using WordPress to publish content? I was mainly using it to publish content when I started um, marketing givewp.com. That's when I knew about short codes. That would be 2015. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you had the background with Give. I know I've known you on Twitter for a while, but I guess yeah. I never just connected those dots. So Matt um, has you know built an incredible uh, business there and they, they recently sold Give too, right? Yeah, uh, Devin Walker and Matt Cromwell came up with that. Uh, it was funded by the agency that Devin owned with another partner uh, because at first they couldn't afford to hire anybody else. So I was only working on that for about 40% of my time. I worked for the advertising agency. Most plugins are funded by agency work. So I was with them for two years and I was the marketing team lead for Make WordPress for over two years. And I've been marketing WordPress plugins ever since. Well, you're very well positioned, of course, to talk about this, not just an author, but a doer, which is fantastic. And you know, to have a project you worked on like Give, and I know Matt very well and respect him. I actually don't, didn't, I don't think I've ever got to know Devin, um, but that's, that's a tremendous feather in your cap to participate in that, you know, in their journey um, and, and to be a part of that and all the other things you referenced. We're really glad to have you here today. You wrote a book though, and you have a website called howtomarketyourplugin.com. Could you briefly tell me about all that? Like, what are you doing these days? So I decided this is the uh, piece de resistance of my WordPress career. I do a lot of consulting with WordPress plugin authors and I end up telling them the same thing over and over and over again. And so I thought, why not write a book? Um, so I bought, I went on GoDaddy, bought howtomarketyourplugin.com, built a landing page, forwarded it to bridgetwiller.com because I believe there should be one website to rule them all, which is one of my chapters. And uh, I figure, you know what, put this, put this in a format that everybody can understand and uh, nobody's written a book about it. So why not, why not be the first? I like it. I like it. I know quite a few people who've uh, started very successful businesses with this notion of like, nobody's covering this thing. I should talk about it. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. And I know that there's, you know, certainly with WordPress kind of marching towards 50% of the web. Um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity there. I'm not sure, Bridget, if you saw on Twitter earlier, but we, uh, WP Engine, just released a study on the WordPress economy. I tweeted about it. If you go check out my profile at, at @wpdavidv, you can you can find the link there. But it really breaks down the size of the economy, at least based on our research and what you know. Um, we kind of enlisted others in this effort. Um, but I think the underlying theme of the whole thing for me is there's a lot of money to be made in making WordPress software and in and, and, and companies and technologies. And I think like your, your book is really well-timed, you know, especially if you consider, what was it December of last year, WordPress is the dominant form of website on earth. Yeah. I saw that actually on LinkedIn. I emailed it to myself, so I didn't forget to read it, but yes, um, WordPress is the most well-known um, CMS. And even though it competes with um, Wix and Squarespace, I really feel like WordPress competes with itself more than anything. 
Why do you think that? Um, well, when you when you start thinking about Google ads and um, that kind of search advertising and those kinds of things, you know, I did some Google ads for my book. And when you're searching WordPress plugins, you're finding um, give WP advertising, you're finding WP engine, you're finding Elementor and BridgetWillard.com. That's it. That's all the people that are really participating in the advertising space. And even in the Twitter space, which is where I specialize, it's very, um, it's kind of sad that people don't use it as part of their SEO because Google indexes individual tweets. And this is how I built Give and all the other products that I've worked on. Um, and so I really appreciate the fact that this is a big uh, workspace, but I think that companies could work better with one another, maybe even do a collective. I know Jason Knill thought about that a long time ago. If we could somehow have a co-op where we are collectively buying ad space, then you know, Webflow and all the rest of them would just slowly be so it sounds like what you're, one of the points you're making here is that there are a lot of providers, a lot of technology providers in the WordPress space not taking advantage of advertising mediums. Um, is this, do you view this as an opportunity, though, for those that, you know, maybe more uh, bold in, in their advertising budget to, um, you know, start to build out their WordPress business? Is this an opportunity as well as, you know, maybe an opportunity for a collective or something similar? It's absolutely an opportunity. One of the strategies of why I did it this way um, when I hired Warren Leonida is he came up with this opposition research. So people are finding me when they're looking for an events plugin. They're finding me when they're looking for a subscription plugin. So there, there isn't a lot of search volume for how to market your plugin, but what I'm finding out is what people are searching for and often when we're marketing our thing, especially in technology, we use our own jargon and not what people use to search with. This is one of the things I cover in my comprehensive marketing uh, brief, which basically is this book. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's, uh, there was, there's an old marketing saying, you can't design a, a, a label from inside the bottle. So if you're not <laughs> thinking about it from the customer's view, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I really like how you emphasize like, well, look, it may be the dominant form of sight on earth, but that doesn't mean that the you know, opportunities to stand out are all gone. There, there's still a ton of those. It reminds me, and I don't, I, I guess this is a claim to fame. I can't fully validate it. But I, I, I did have the only ad on managed WordPress hosting back in 2011. I don't know if that meant I was first, but definitely one of the first. And, and, it, and you know, I remember thinking, you know, because I've been in digital marketing since 1996, essentially, but, you know, that was a first in 2011, at least for me. And like, it, it kind of reminded me that like every day is the good old day for Sunday. There's kind of an opportunity in this kind of green field in every point in time. And so even though it's at 50% now or near it, um, doesn't mean that you you missed out. I thought that was a great point. Bridget, I want to dive in a little more though into the monetization around plugins and, and how you how folks approach it and how you think about that. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. 
If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY podcasting system. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, speaking with Bridget Willard about how to market your WordPress plugin. Bridget, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about how there's still plenty of opportunity out there for plugins to make their mark, stand out, gain an audience, and grow. So I wanted to now talk to you about that growth part, the money part. Um, what are the different monetization models that you see people use for WordPress plugins um, that, that you think are helpful for folks to consider as they think about making their own plugin? The most popular models I see are free, freemium, premium, and support only. So premium would be, I buy this thing from this store and I pay a license, right? Um, you, there are, there's also the integration with SaaS, which happens, but it's not usually the first thing you think of when you're thinking of WordPress. Free is good for, I want to give this thing back. Maybe I'll monetize it later. Premium is a good way to get traffic from WP.org, uh, from the WordPress plugin directory, back to your site, which is also a very uh, good indicator of your domain uh, ranking. I know my domain ranking for bridgewiller.com went way up after releasing my own plugin, Launch With Words, and having that link back from wordpress.org. And then there is support only where the actual product is free, but if you want support, you're going to pay an hourly rate. Okay, so that makes sense. And, you know, I, I obviously have a lot of familiarity to myself, but just to kind of break it down. So people will do free plugins essentially to kind of give back, but also maybe to get some exposure for the business or maybe leave a door open to charge in the future. Um, freemium and premium, trying to get people into to kind of paying, if you will, for the software. And I have a question on that in a minute. Um, support only, which, you know, is, is really interesting as well. And it kind of leads to my next question in SaaS. But like, the, the next question I guess I have, I might as well just get to it, is GPL a requirement for all plugins? And then in this notion of, of, of a quote free or premium plugin, plugin, if GPL is required, then what makes it 
paid and like what are you buying when you buy a gpl plugin and i don't know like how far your expertise goes there so if you just want to answer from the high level that's cool too well i'm not an intellectual property lawyer yet so i can't speak to that sure 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 ryan kenny or something but here's the thing if you want to be in wordpress you have to have the gpl license the wordpress.org requires that if you want to be listed on their directory so um Sometimes you're paying for an actual um, thing, you know, like with my plugin, I have two plugins that were built for me. I worked with a developer, MediaRon. I have a, a proprietary plugin that works on my site that creates a JSON file that is something people can download to use with the free plugin that's listed in .org. So it, it depends on what your solution is, right? So I also have the first blogging prompt plugin on wordpress.org. Nobody else has done it this way. So it's compatible with 4.9 and down and 5.0 and above because the blog prompts go directly into the editor. It doesn't matter if it's classic or Gutenberg. So it, 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 like I said, it depends on your model. If you're connecting into a SaaS, that would be different. So it really, you know, you have to read the rules for the dot org requirements if you want to be listed that way. If you don't want to be listed that way, then I think the I think it's up to you. How, however, you want to um, require that. Yeah, there are some like caveats. I think um, I certainly would encourage anyone thinking about their licensing to talk to a lawyer. Um, but like from the WordPress perspective, you know, not having your your plugins anyways GPL. Um, can lead to things like not being able to participate in WordCamps and other WordPress events. Um, and to your point, like is an absolute requirement for .org. I really love how you kind of commented um, that, you know, there, there are other rules and guidelines there because I've certainly been on the cusp of a launch and like, oh, crud, this thing doesn't actually fit this particular rule. We got to yeah. change that thing. And that's not a position you want to be in at launch. So really appreciate you, you mentioning that. Now, speaking of .org though, do you feel like it's a, it's like a must do for successful plugins? I mean, I certainly know plugins that have no .org version, but like in your mind, is it like a must do for folks trying to build a plugin business for WordPress? I would say, why wouldn't you want to be part of it? Now, don't rely on it. For example, people have to get the JSON file from my website because that's how my plugin works. So yes, they can download it from .org, but I don't have to worry about the data, that data and not knowing who my customers are, I will have their email because they're downloading the JSON file from me. So if that's something that bothers you, uh, whatever, but if you don't, I mean, why wouldn't you wanna be there? Now the search is terrible. It's not Google, it's just WordPress. It's open source, it's run by volunteers, but also using a tool like pluginrank.com, which is something I use and I really appreciate, helps you see what your keywords are and how to organize your readme file um, and I talk about this also in my book, how to have a header image, you know, get some branding going on, write your copy for regular people, not for yourself, uh, videos, screenshots, all of that. That's really important. Do you need it? No, but that means you're going to be working outside of that ability for people to search. And so you, you can work on your own website if you want to, but why wouldn't you? 
Yeah, it's a new channel. And what was the name of the plugin ranking solution you referenced? I didn't quite catch it there. I need this for like my personal notes for later. Oh, sorry. Pluginrank.com. Ian Paulson made it. Oh, cool. It's yeah, I'll have SAS. to check it out. I, I pay for it. It's like, I don't know, $10 a month or something ridiculously small. And it right. will uh, give you your rankings. And uh, they worked with Freemius to give you a guide on how to optimize your .org listing. You know, I really love Freemius. I've uh, co-sponsored many parties at WordCamps with Vova. Um, I'm sure I've run across Plugin Rank, and thanks for repeating it. I'm sure the listeners would be uh, thankful to hear that as well. Now, you kind of invoked Freemius. I didn't necessarily have this as a question, but you want to tell us what Freemius is? Freemius is a SaaS that um, helps you sell your plugins and get you insight. Uh, I think it's an insight situation. I'm not totally sure, but they do take a cut. So be aware of that. Um, I would say the insights are probably worth the cut, especially if you're not working with a marketer like myself who handles Twitter and knows what the people are thinking. Yeah, Freemius is actually really interesting. They have a like a payment and distribution system as well. And then to your point, they have the analytics kind of bundled with that as well as features that kind of tie to things with how your plugins operated. I'm actually a big fan of what Vova and them have been up to. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned like uh, it is, you're like, well, I don't see why you wouldn't have a listing on .org, right? You get exposure for your brand and like the place that WordPress is. You get a backlink to your own website. So you get some domain authority passed back. Um, but like, what are your observations on what authors should do to try to get the best search rankings on WordPress.org? You, you need to have a, uh, the copy needs to be written by a copywriter, especially if English isn't your first language. It needs to tell what your plugin solves, not just what the features are. We don't care about features. We think we care about features until we realize that the plugin is actually doing you know, and then use jargon that regular people are going to use. Like, is this a blogging prompt? People don't know what a blogging prompt is. You know, is it a is it a copywriting plugin? You know, the plugin rank recommends using WordPress copywriting plugin, but WordPress does not allow you to use WordPress in the name of your plugin. So. You can use it in the copy. You, can, you can't use it in your domain name. It's a trademark. So you, you need to call, you need to also use what your plugin does in the listing, in the title of your plugin, as well as the name of the plugin. It's really important to use um, semantic HTML in your README file um, or Markdown. Uh, with the headings and what this does. I definitely include a video and how to do it. Definitely include screenshots. Definitely include facts. Um, why you wouldn't want to, you know, maintain that. Maybe you don't like, maybe you have a problem with WordPress.org, but that's really not a marketing problem. That's a personal problem. Ooh, I have so many thoughts on this. Uh, I want to get uh, dive a little deeper here, though, because this is really great topics. And we're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more. Press this in just a moment. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of our interview with Bridget Willard on how to market your WordPress plugin. Bridget, right before the break, you were talking about your tips for you know, setting your plugin up for success and ranking on WordPress.org. You talked about uh, kind of having, writing copy by a copywriter, uh, especially if uh, English isn't your first language, you're not comfortable per se in English in, in terms of marketing copywriting, um, to in your writing to kind of tell what your plugin's doing and, and how it's solving the problem. I think it's funny how you pointed out that uh, plugin rank recommended you use the keyword WordPress in your title. It really reminds me of Yoast Slug though, like WordPress dash SEO. I'm guessing you can't use that in your slug anymore. WordPress dash whatever. Nope. Yep. Okay. That makes sense, I, I guess. And you can't change slug names. Um, I know that for a fact. Uh, so I know that, you know, Yoast is kind of there. So other people can't replicate it though, because now it's not allowed. Right. Um, which I think is really interesting. Now you said like, well, there's some reasons why people might not want to be on .org. And, and you kind of commented like, maybe they don't like .org. I, I feel like, you know, as I've looked at how plugins are ranked on wordpress.org. It, it also seems like your uh, reviews and your um, support tickets for your plugin also seem to play a role. And I'm just wondering if like, like for me, I view an org listing as like having a puppy. It's cute, it's fun to play with, but it's a lot of work. And so like by not having an org listing, you, you kind of save yourself a little, little of that work. Um, I, I personally think you forego more benefit than that's worth, but like I know that's where a lot of people land on this. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't see it as a lot of work, but I'm not getting support requests there for my plugin. I feel like if you have a comprehensive marketing strategy, it's one small part where people seem to fail, in my opinion, is putting something on .org and expecting that to function as if it were their own website. Also, another huge mistake I see uh, WordPress developers do is making a a different website altogether for each one of their products. Now, maybe they're setting themselves up to sell that product, but I feel like they are diluting their marketing efforts by making another website you have to you know, maintain and another website uh, that you have to update and another Twitter account that you have to, instead making one account where everything is coming from 
And they'll say to me, but Bridget, this e-commerce plugin doesn't have anything to do with this other e-commerce plugin. They're totally different, but they're not. And we don't have a problem going to one-stop place. We do it all the time at amazon.com. You, you really don't want to dilute, you, maybe you can maintain websites and Twitter accounts and you can set up robots and all that stuff. But what ends up happening is somebody will come to me two years later and say, I did all of this and it's not working. What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, you are not following people back on Twitter. You're not blogging consistently. You're, you're diluting all of your marketing efforts. Even before, you know, um, Liquid Web got a new investment, right when they were getting kind of stellar WP to be their home for all these plugins. I'm like, why are you maintaining seven accounts? Because I was consulted on what to do while they're in between people. I'm like, I would tweet only from the Liquid Web account. I would only tweet from that account. You might- Yeah, it's really interesting this. It, but you are diluting your efforts and with the same amount of work. It's not helping you. There's a really interesting observations. I know different people take different approaches, right? Like you have uh, Sandhill with easy digital downloads and all their sub plugins kind of operating on these independent sites. And then you have something like MP, uh, WPMU Dev where like everything's all in one and you come into one place and sign up. It is really interesting. I, I well, do probably agree with you this notion that the ones with individual properties are maybe more likely positioning that maybe one day they might be sold off. But I, I it's really interesting. Especially new ones, David, because they'll look, at, they'll look at Pippin and say, well, EDD did that. Yeah, in what year? And you're not a market leader. You're another SEO plugin. You're another Im image optimizer plugin. You're just another plugin with over how many? 60,000 plugins? You're not Pippin. You can't model your business after somebody who was there in the beginning. Even Yost told Advanced WordPress Facebook group in 2015 that he wished he had monetized two years earlier, right? We look at these people and we admire them and we should but their model isn't the same as our model because their world was totally different. We're going in when it's flooded. Well, Bridget, I think this has been amazing insights <laughs> into how to market your plugin. I think you make some really sound points there on keeping your focus in one area as you go up against, I guess it's now 50 or 60,000 plugins in the repo alone, right? right. Even more outside of that. I think that's a very salient point to end on. Bridget, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Awesome. If you'd like to check out more about what Bridget is up to, uh, please visit howtomarketyourplugin.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.